conversations, imaginary conversations. You need to understand, first of all, that within your imagination, you create supposed conversations with others. All right, you create supposed conversations with others. Let me start off by saying sometimes people allow imaginary verbal exchanges to lead them into error. Some start foreseeing in their mind's eye for, for illustration A, maybe perhaps a presumed dialogue that they will have with someone. Have you ever done that before? You, you, you're going to have a conversation with somebody and you started automatically within your head you started having that dialogue, okay, um, in your own mind, okay? And so you, they um, may think of someone they are going to meet at work and begin to think about a discussion that has not taken place yet. And so what happened is their mind begins to drift into the realm of imagination, and they think about what they are going to say. They even visualize the person's response, <laughs> And as they continue to think about the scene, a voice of fear may be released into their imagination, producing insecurity, alarm, rejection, unbelief, or anger. That's what's happened. That normally happens when we have these imaginary conversations in our minds. And when you know the person that you're dealing with, and you already know what their response is going to be. So in our heads, in our minds, <laughs> we get upset playing a conversation that hasn't even taken place yet, okay? And so what happens is their mind begins to drift into the realm of imagination, and they think about what they're going to say, okay? And so because imaginations produce emotions, they then find themselves imagine, imagining things that have not even happened. They, and this is the poison fruit of corrupt thoughts and imaginations. I don't want you to miss that. That's, that's, that's the poison, okay? Because we find ourselves imagining, imagining things that have not even happened. Okay, and so therefore... We must take every vagabond, in other, in other words, wandering imagination captive. Okay, you got to take it captive. This realm can rob abundant life from you. God wants us to live. I come that you might have life, you might have it more abundantly, but then what happens? Our imaginations start going wild. Now we have anger insecurity, rejection, unbelief, all of this. And where is it at? It's all in the mind. <laughs> okay. It has not, it has not happened yet. Okay. And so vain imaginations. Here I'm going to put something else up because I want y'all to get this. Vain imaginations are high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Vain imaginations. Now, when you look at that word vain, vain, it just simply means futile, pointless, useless, unsuccessful, hopeless. <laughs> So you, you really could say pointless imagination, useless imaginations. And you don't have to answer this question and really don't answer it. But but have you ever been there? You may have started thinking what your spouse might say, what your employer might say, or even how your children might act. And then suddenly your mind is consumed with unseen images that affect you in a negative way. 
Okay? And so when you dwell on corrupt and, 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 and write, write the word corrupt down, and then next to corrupt, I want you to write distorted. Okay? Because all distorted thoughts are mostly corrupt thoughts. Okay? And so when we dwell on corrupt thoughts, we are then walking not after the spirit, but after the flesh. Okay? And then what happens is we become seduced onto that path of vain imaginations. Okay? And, and so this is another example of how some live as they harvest imaginations and lose the victory of the knowledge of God in their lives. That's how you lose the knowledge of God in your life. Is through vain, corrupt, distorted imaginations. Did you not know? <laughs> the slides I put up tonight are very important because here's the main points I want you guys to get. Vain imaginations are 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 imaginations speak a foreign language and exalt themselves against the truth of God in your life. Imaginations speak a foreign language and exalt themselves against the truth of God in your life. It is, it is the voice of an imagination. I want you to get this, the voice of imagination. For example, it'll say you can't make it. You, you, you're not going to make it. You're going to go under. It'll say, why don't you just give up and quit? Some of y'all may have had that thought. <laughs> why don't you just give up and quit? But I need you to hear something. When you hear unfamiliar sounds, turn away from them and incline your ear towards heaven that declares I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's in Philippians, of course, 4 and 13. You remember I told you that, I told you that on last week. The only way to battle these vain, corrupt imaginations that we have, the only way we're going to be able to battle them is with the word of God. Okay? So if the devil comes to you and said, you're going to die. You tell the devil, no, the Bible says I shall live and not die. When the devil comes to you and starts showing you in your mind all the things that you need and you can't afford, come on, put the word of God on it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. My God shall, what? Supply every one of my needs according to his riches in heaven. You may be sick and feel like you're going to die. Don't don't die. You're not dead until you're dead. <laughs> and as long as you have breath in your body, guess what? There's still hope. So no matter how severe the pain may be, you have to declare by his stripes, I'm already healed. Okay? All these thoughts that come into your mind, you have to battle those thoughts with the word of God. Can I help you guys? That's the only thing that's going to help us. The only thing that's going to help us is the word of God. I, I remember um, a couple of months ago, I guess it's been a couple of months ago, me and um, Sister Teresa, we had received some devastating news. And I told you guys the other day about those moments that we have. You know, sometimes we have moments, and I told you about my aunt, and I didn't want to pray. And so we had some devastating news, and Sister Teresa said, Sister Teresa, she says, Gary, why don't you go ahead and pray? I'm looking at her like, oh my goodness, there we, here we go again. One of these moments, here we go again. And so I said, okay, I'll go ahead and pray. I mean, I just felt myself just welling up. I just knew what was going to happen. Just Carla, I knew what was going to happen. I just knew it. I just... But you know what? The only thing that I could pray, and I remember this, and this came to me today. The only thing that I could say to God was, Lord, the only way I know how to pray right now is according to your word. That's all I kept saying was, all we have right now, all we have is your word. 
Our intelligence doesn't matter. Our suggestions don't matter. Anybody ever been there? Wave at me. If you've ever been there, wave at me. All I have, and I was crying like a baby too, boy. I was crying. But all I could say was, all we have is your word. And guess what? I started praying according to his word. And can I please tell y'all, everything is all right. <laughs> the report is now good. Okay? And so the only way, because of course, anytime you receive bad news, you know your mind gets to thinking about some of everything. Okay? You get bad news about somebody being sick, the first thing you, in your mind, imagination, the first thing that comes is, what kind of suit am I going to wear to the funeral? Come on, think about it. I'm telling y'all, you'd be surprised what people, what goes through people's mind. Oh, this person is going to die. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I mean, that, that, that's the first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds. You're imagining something that has not happened. <laughs> this is what we're dealing with here tonight, okay? Is getting that under control, okay? Trying to get ahead of God to determine what the outcome is going to be because we're having conversations within ourselves. Now, I don't mean to be offended to no, uh, no offense to anybody, but some of y'all got five, six people talking inside your head at one time. Yeah, I mean, you, you might not be honest, but I already know. Some of y'all got five, six people, and you already know you can't talk to but one person at a time, so I could imagine, <laughs> I could imagine the confusion and the anger and the, and, and the everything else that goes on. That's what we're dealing with here tonight. All right. So how do we deal with it? How do we, how do we, how do we handle such things? Well, I'm glad that you asked because one of the ways that we handle it, pulling down pictures. This is very important. You got to pull down pictures. God knows that we can wander into the stormy sea of vain imaginations and quickly find ourselves drowning in fear. God already knows that, okay? God already knows that. We drown in fear, rejection, or some other assignment from the enemy. But here's the good news. He provided his word, which is ways to calm every storm, okay? Again, the text says, and remember we're using the same scripture text, okay? He says the weapons of our warfare are not what carnal, but mighty through him, not ourselves, through him to pull down those corrupt thoughts that would rise against his word and ways in your life, okay? I know it says put down every stronghold, but that's what it is. It's every corrupt, vain, useless, hopeless thought that would rise against his word and ways in your life. Okay? Imaginations are pictures within your mind of thoughts, events, or conversations that are only in the unseen world within you. Don't miss that because that's important. The unseen world within you. They are not real. They are not real. Okay. The devil offers you corrupt thoughts, hoping you will take the bait and image them as possible, and then bring them to life and fulfill his agenda. Okay, let me say that again, because that's important. The devil offers you corrupt thoughts, hoping you will take the bait. It ain't nothing but bait. And image them as possible, and then bring them to life and fulfill his agenda. Now, you know what that simply means? You can bring those thoughts to life. 
That's why we got to be careful how we think. Because we can bring those wild, useless, hopeless thoughts to life. And when we do that, here's what happens. When we do that, we don't do anything but fulfill the devil's agenda for our lives. Okay? And so pulling down negative thoughts is something that we must do for ourselves. You got to do it for yourself. Okay? It's for you. It's for me when I do it. Do it for yourself. It is like taking down and replacing old pictures. Old pictures. You, do y'all know sometimes you need just some of those pictures you have on your wall? Some of the time you just need to take them down and replace them. Now, come on. You don't look like that no more. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it's true. Take them down. Some of those pictures bring back too many bad memories. Come on. What does pictures do? It brings back memories. Come on, you guys. In our minds, now of course I'm speaking of the mind, but some of y'all need to go through your house. Take down some pictures. Okay? Because it just, all it does is, watch this, it just makes you relive sometimes the moment. Sometimes it makes you relive the moment. Y'all gonna make me go there. See, y'all gonna make me go there. Y'all, I'm trying to be nice tonight. I really am, but you guys gonna make me go there because the way you're looking at me, you're gonna make me go there. See? And I'm not saying throw away. Okay, anybody got any high school, what do they call annuals? They're called annuals, right? Anybody got any high school annuals? You got a bunch of them. I'm not saying throw those away because those are good memories. So don't, don't, Pastor, not saying throw those away. Okay, but you remember that you remember that sixth grade boyfriend you had or that sixth grade girlfriend you had? You pull that manual up and you see them. They have big old hair then and they look dirty in the whole nine yards, you know. <laughs> but when you look at those pictures, what does it do? Think about it. For real, you guys. It takes you back there. Ooh, you've been married 30 years. And you're talking about, ooh, this was my high school sweetheart. Lord have mercy. Come on, you guys. Come on. Keep come on. Keep keep saying amen. Put something in the chat. Put something in the chat so I know y'all looking at me. Or at least listening to me. Okay. Woo, I remember when. Oh Lord Jesus. That's up right then when you as simple as it may seem, right then, if you're not careful, you're gonna fool around and bring some life back to that thought. Come on here. Okay. So you got to pull those pictures down out of your mind. Keep those annuals in the box and don't go looking through them. You know, I'm not saying throw them away. All right. But I had to give that illustration because that's what pictures does. Pictures, all right, cause us to reflect. Okay. Now, all reflection is not bad. Okay. Sometimes there is good reflections. Okay. But that's what, that's how the devil want to do. So we got to take down old pictures. Okay. Yeah. Can't nobody do that for you. You have to do it yourself. Okay. You can't nobody come up in your house and take those pictures down. You have to. You have to do it yourself. And and especially in the unseen world of your mind, a lot of times nobody knows what's going through your mind. Because <laughs> sometimes we don't know what's going through our own mind. Okay. I, I want to talk to y'all for real. Okay. So somebody say when somebody asks a question, how often do you pull those? Thoughts down, okay? Every time you have it, you pull it down. That's how often you do it, okay? You have to pull those, you have to pull them down. Now, let me tell you something else. God will not take those thoughts captive for you. Uh-oh. Lord, can you just take my memory away? No, you don't want him to take your memory away from you. <laughs> Remember, I told you guys, you... He, he gives us the ability to be free will agents. We're not robots. So God is not going to take your thoughts captive for you. He, he's just not going to do it. We must do it. Okay? And so, and so somebody say, how do you pull down 
a corrupt or distorted thought or imagination. Now, here's how you do it. Now, watch this. I'm going to give you guys a real simple, real simple. It's real simple. Here's how you do it. You pull them down by first recognizing that you have one. <laughs> you, got to, you got to recognize it. Some folks don't even want to recognize Oh, this don't bother me. It don't, no, I'm good. I can handle it. I mean, y'all know we can't handle as much as we think we can handle. Come on, let's be honest. I'm saying sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and that with the burning fire on my way to heaven. And I'm, and I'm so glad the devil said, I'm going to show you something. The devil said, you know that picture you got in your mind? I'm getting ready to show you something with this picture. I'm going to put it in 4K, HD. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put a border around it. I'm going to make it real nice for you. All right. And so in order, watch this, in order to pull it down, in order to pull it down, we have to first recognize that we have it. Okay. And then you need to be able to see the imagination Okay, you got to see it, and then you got to pull that thing down. It, 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 it's just like a person who won't admit that they're sick, they can't get help. You you have to understand and you have to admit, okay, that I need help. Okay, and so uh, road imaginations encourage you to do things you should not by releasing fear or playing on rejection. We gotta be very careful how the how the devil operates. Okay, we cannot be driven by dread, insecurity, or wandering minds. Can't be driven by that. I mean, y'all know we all can have the abundant life that Christ said that we could have. He wouldn't have said it if if it was not possible. I come that you might have life, and that you might have it what more abundantly. The devil don't want us to have abundant life. So what does he do? You know, some of y'all ain't going to go smoke. You know, some of y'all ain't going to drink. He already knows some of y'all done got too old to party. Okay? He, he knows that stuff that don't bother you no more. Even though some of y'all ain't going to even look at a man or look at a woman. You have no interest. He knows that. So how do we get you then? With your mind. Okay, with the mind, and so scripture says, write this scripture down. Um, um, Second Corinthians, the tenth chapter. Second Corinthians, the tenth chapter, verse number six. Second Corinthians ten, verse number six. Look what it says, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So here it is. To revenge disobedience means stopping carnal imaginations that are non-compliant to the word of God. Stopping carnal imaginations. Carnal imaginations. Notice the word tells you to be ready to cast them down through Obedience. That's how we pull it down. It's through our obedience. Because imaginations have no power over those that obey. Uh-oh. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> imaginations have no power over those that obey. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Come on. It has no, it, 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 it can't. That's a part of God's word. And so when vain imaginations linger on, they always conflict with God's word. Okay, and as we already discussed earlier, 
That is how we know if our imaginations are good or bad. That's how we know. When a thought conflicts with the word of God, we must submit ourselves to God's word and not the imagination. Okay? Submit to the word. Once again, he's not going to make us. That's why Paul, Paul, uh, Paul said it's like a crucifixion. <laughs> Crucify your flesh daily. Okay? And so we can always seek safety by running into Christ's covering and away from corrupt thoughts and imaginations. So in other words, we cannot dwell on them. We cannot entertain them. We must put the word of God on them. That's the only way that we're going to win this war. That's the only way. All right? Let me move on so I can get through with this tonight. What about living with thieves? (laughs) Living with thieves. Okay? Many, 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 many Christians are influenced by carnal. Now, when we speak of the word carnal, we speak of fleshly, okay, something that's related to or given to crude bodily pleasures or appetites. Bodily pleasures or an appetites. The flesh. Now, once again, remember I said the flesh when we talk about the flesh, we're not always talking about sex, but it does include that. What do you have an appetite for? Some people have an appetite for more money. So since they have an appetite for for more money, some people will do anything to get money because they have a craving for money. Okay? So, Vain imaginations are thieves. Write that down. Vain imaginations are thieves. Don't live with them. Don't live with them. Okay, don't live with them. You never know what family treasure they will pluck from your cabinets from your jury box. <laughs> come on, some of y'all, you know, you got some relatives when they come around, you hide your stuff. Come on, let's be honest. We all have it. Come on. Or you don't let them in a certain room. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord, here comes so-and-so, so-and-so. You better watch your wallet. <laughs> okay. Well, it's the same way. See, just like we protect, just like we protect our, our stuff, Imaginations do the same thing to our lives. Okay, sometimes we steal from ourselves and don't even know it. Here's how we don't know it. When we allow vain imaginations, all right, to take place, we're living with these. And guess what? We're the corporate. And so when when we linger on one of these fleshly thoughts, the triumph of God's word is stolen from us. It's stolen from us. All right? So do not flake out and wander into vain imaginations. Take hold of your mind. Take hold of your mind tonight. Everybody, take hold of your mind. It's like, really, it's like crossing a minefield. There, there's danger when walking out a corrupt imagination. There's danger. All right, and so and so it bears repeating again and again. Okay? It bears repeating. Here it is. This is what I want y'all to get. When you form in the spirit of your mind a picture or an image of something that might happen and act on that image, you give sunshine to it. 
You give sunshine to it. Okay? Not only that, but acting on an imagination moves your life in that direction. It literally moves your life. All right, so to guard yourself, you must not ponder on the thought. If you act after thought, you cross the threshold of safety and leave the path of life abundant. And you know what? Come on, every one of us has done that. We've done it. <laughs> Come on, all of us have done it. In fact, we've been manipulated, influenced, and controlled by corrupt imaginations or by something we thought would happen that was not even real until we made it real. Some of this stuff in our life, we made it real. It wasn't even real. Somebody put in the chat, no more, no more. Just put no more, just whatever that means. That just hit my spirit, no more. Yeah, no more. Let me let me let me pull up the chat box so I can see y'all chatting at me. Yeah, no more. Okay. I, can't, I cannot allow my mind to come up with stuff that ain't even real. And then I can't allow it to dictate my life. I, I, I cannot no longer live with it. It's not real. <laughs> okay? And most of the images that randomly come into our minds are really vain imaginations. Okay? But you can, I can, like the wooden rudder on a mighty ship, direct our imaginations toward the positive. By using your will. You have the will to do it. Now, wait, you got to have the desire to do it. <laughs> now, if you like the thoughts that you have, guess what? You need to pray to God. Now, he's not going to take it captive for you, but you're going to have to ask God to give you the will. Okay? That, 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 that's what your prayer need to be. God, give me the will to. Okay, And so until we learn how to cast down corrupt imaginations, we cannot cultivate the positive ones. Have you ever noticed some people want to think positive, but they got so much negative, oh my God, so much negativism, if that's a word, just negative about everything. It's hot outside. Well, Lord, it's just too hot, just too hot. Then if it starts raining, I hate the rain. What do you want? Then God sent snow. It did too cold. My bones hurt. <laughs> okay? Get rid of the negativism in your life. Think positive. Okay? And so until we learn to cast down the corrupt imaginations, we cannot cultivate the positive ones. Because the devil wants to use your imagination to make mountains out of molehills in order to discourage you. You know anybody who can make a mountain out of a molehill? I'm talking about make. I know some people, my God, they can have a little scratch on their hand and you would think that they had to get their whole arm cut off when they get through telling you about that one little scratch. Just good at it. Stop making mountains out of Mogils. That's your imagination. Okay? It only comes to discourage us. Devilish mountains are best built within a corrupt imagination. Let me say that again. Devilish mountains are best built within a corrupt imagination. And guess what? They only offer discouragement, fear, Confusion, anger, defeat, okay? If, if you're feeling fearful, discouraged, defeated, angry, 
Come on, rebuke that devil. I rebuke that devil in the name of Jesus. This is not, this is not the life that God intends for me to live. I rebuke the devil. Why would I live a life of discouragement, a life of fear? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? A sound mind, power. The devil don't want you to have a sound mind. He don't want none of us to. Come on, get control of your mind. Get control of your mind. Be transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. The only way we're going to be able to do that is scripture says, think on things that are pure. Think on things that are just. Think on things that are holy. In order to have a pure mind and to be able to take your mind captive, every thought that's against God and against the word of God, beloved, we can take it captive. We can put it into captivity. Somebody needs to say tonight, discouragement, I'm putting you under arrest. <laughs> Come on, fear. You will no longer, okay? You will no longer take control over my life. I'm putting you now. Now you are you are captive. I'm in control of you. <laughs> You're not going to be in control of my mind, okay? And so the good news is that we can do something about them, all of them, the discouragement, the fear. You can take control of your thought life. I want everybody to know that. You got to take control of it. Okay? Take control of it. Watch what you say. Because when you say it, you're speaking life to that thing. Come on. Scripture says you can speak life or you can speak death. You can, you can speak prosperity or you can speak, come on. Quit going around talking about you broke. You, you know what? You keep saying you broke. Guess what? Your middle name going to be broke. Okay? Quit speaking that you're sick. Yes, the facts may say that you're sick, but don't speak it. Speak that I'm healed. Speak I'm delivered. Speak. Somebody type speak. Put it in caps. Speak it. Speak those things that are not. Ain't that the word? As though they were. Okay, I told you guys, and I, I, and I, I said, I, you know, I don't want nobody to get offended or nobody to be getting at me, but I said, I'll never speak I can't breathe. I'm not going to speak that. Now, I understand you may mean it in another context, but when the devil gets through with it, you're fooling around and can't breathe. Don't speak it. Speak life. Speak healing. Speak prosperity. Not only on your life, speak it on others. Okay? Speak it. You have control. Okay? You have control of your mind. I want everybody to get that. I want everybody to get that. So then consequently, what do we have to do then? What do we have to do? Consequently, out with the trash. Out with the trash. Because <laughs> it ain't number trash anyway. That's all it is, number trash. And then you have to understand that imaginations make believers with mighty potential Spiritually weak and emotionally immature. But it's your imagination. Don't blame it on nobody else. Okay? Don't blame it on nobody else. It, 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 our imaginations will make us, those of us with mighty potential, it, it, it'll fool around and make us spiritually weak, emotionally immature. You know why? Because we get carried away. Don't miss this carried away by our own imaginations. It's our fault. James says something. James says something. 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. James says something in James 1 and 14. Look what he says. Find it in your Bible because I want you to highlight it. James said in James 1 14, he says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. Drawn away. Okay? With his own lust. That's that's his own desire, his own yearning, his own longing, his own thirst. What are you thirsty for? <laughs> what is what do you desire? What is what what are you yearning for? He says that when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Don't miss that. Don't miss it. Because it don't matter how much lust you have. All right, let me see. Let me see if I can come up with a quick example. You may be craving or desiring ice cream. You have no ice cream in the freezer and you don't feel like going to the store. Problem solved, right? You just have a yearning. But what happens when somebody comes in the house with vanilla ice cream? Now you have a desire, you have a hunger, and now you have been enticed. <laughs> this is what James is saying. Because then he turns around and says, then when lust is conceived, in other words, that word conceived is created, formulated, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So let's go back to the ice cream. You have a desire, you have a yearning. Somebody comes and entices you with it, all right? You eat the ice cream. Ice cream on the lips goes to the hips when it is finished. Are y'all following me? <laughs> so here's the thing. When man is tempted, I got to do this because anytime I do the word tempted, temptation, three types. There are some who are tempted, but don't have the opportunity. There are some who have the opportunity, but you're not tempted. What happens when you are tempted and have the opportunity? Okay? That's, that's a whole different story. That's the time your mind gets to, woo! You're talking about mind spinning. Okay? And so... Basically, what James is saying is, whenever a man is tempted, when he's drawn away of his own lust, desires, yearning, when he's been enticed, then when it's created or formulated, it bringeth forth sin. Relationships, for example, they split because of vain imaginations. Okay? Vain imaginations can be so serious that some even leave, I'm going to say it, good churches because of imaginary, in other words, unreal, fictional offenses. Somebody imagined that somebody else thought something about them, okay, and before they know it, they are giving life to corrupt thoughts, polluted thoughts, consequently changing churches and abandoning lifelong friends. And all it was was in your head. Okay, And then what happens is simply this. They find themselves out of the plan of God and wondering what happened. That's what, that's what imaginations will do to us. It'll cause us to act, cause us to react, and then we'll step back later on and say, wait, what just happened? Sometimes you don't even know how you got to where you are. It happened so fast. You know why? Because your imagination will take you there. Somebody say amen. So, left unchecked, 
left unchecked, this is the power of vain imagination. That means we got to keep keep it in check. Stop trying to check everybody else. Check yourself. If everybody checked themselves, I think we all be all right. What y'all think? Anybody, anybody agree with me? Why would I check you and don't check myself? Okay. Everybody check yourself. Everybody. If we all check ourselves, then guess what? My God, we're going to be mighty and pulling down every stronghold. Every single time an imagination enters your life, you must ask yourself if the thoughts line up with God's word. Please don't miss that. Please don't miss that. If they do not, then you need to place them in a trash bag for pickup. Okay? <laughs> Some of y'all need to go clean your freezer out. You got you got chicken wings in there that you had in there since January 2018. Time to throw those chicken wings out. Come on, every now and then you gotta do a good right, you gotta do a good cleaning. So it is with our minds. We gotta clean it up, clean it up, clean it up. And do not be afraid to call a devil-inspired imagination what it is. Call it out. Call it what it is. Okay? You need, we need to say to ourselves, that's a corrupt imagination and I'm not walking in it. I refuse to walk in it. Refuse to walk in it. Okay? So if you don't get nothing else out of tonight, if I mean you don't get nothing out of everything I said tonight, I'm telling you, <laughs> this is what I want you to take away. Is that when vain imaginations enter the spirit of your mind, do not dwell on them. Bind them up. Bind them up. Bind up. Bind up their imaginations. All right, because lingering on hollow thoughts and imaginations only empowers them. It only empowers them. So you got to bind it up quick. Get rid of it quick. Let's make it a little more personal. Let's make it a little more personal. Let's say, for example, that you can't pay your bills. Let's just say you can't pay your bills. All right. And these are hard times for a lot of people, and it is because of the pandemic. So, so don't feel bad. This is a hard time. A lot of people losing their jobs. Okay? And so it will may come a time you feel like you can't pay your bills. Okay? Well, the devil will try to get into your emotions and he'll try to torment you with thoughts. You know, he'll, he'll say, <laughs> you better hide your car to get ready to take it away. Okay? Yeah, yeah. He'll say they're going to put a lien on your house. They're going to file a lawsuit against you. I mean, all this is real. I mean, it's real. This is it. I mean, they will do it. I mean, we understand they will do it. Okay? You don't pay your car? No, they will, they'll come get it. I know what I'm talking about. Because they came and got mine a long time ago on a Sunday morning. Drug it all the way down the street. Left tire marks on the street. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. These things are real. But wait, don't stress over it. Don't, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> don't stress on it stand on the word of God because here's what happens when you dwell on it before you know it you are tormented by an imagination a mental picture that's not true it's a mental picture because watch this until they come get it that's when it becomes reality but until then why are you stressing <laughs> Come on, give God time to work a miracle. Give God time for the uh, car company to call you out of just nowhere. I've had that happen. I've had credit cards, they just send me a letter and say, we, 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 we don't make no payment for three months. And, and it ain't gonna be no fees. And, and, and we ain't gonna pay, you, you don't have to pay no extra interest. So it's called, I had to read that letter two or three times in my mind once again. In my mind, I had to make sure it wasn't no trickery. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing but God trying to bless. Now, uh-oh, uh-oh, Lord have mercy. Now, 
I didn't take advantage of the letter. Now watch this. I think I need to say this. I didn't take advantage of the letter because thank God he's blessed me to be able to pay that little bit of money every month on the credit card. You guys, we got to be real careful. Okay. If you can pay your bills, pay your bills. Don't try to take advantage of all this stuff. You don't have to pay rent for three months, four months and all that stuff. No, don't, don't, don't do it. Pastor's telling you, don't do it. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm encouraging you. Don't do it. If you have the money, pay your bills. Okay. And so don't stress over it. <laughs> That's the time God works a miracle. Watch God work. Be obedient to God. When we obey, guess what we do? We take everything captive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did y'all not know that imaginations are suggestive and always rise against the knowledge of God? They're just suggestive. Every time you imagine something, it's just a suggestion. Okay? I hope you all see it tonight. Because imaginations are destroying lives. But you can stop every one of them by subjecting them to God's written word. Don't let it destroy your life. You can have the opposite of that vain imagination, which is exactly what the devil is trying to steal from us. He's trying to steal from us the opposite of our vain imagination. Now, later on, we're going to discover that there are some good imaginations. I'm talking about the vain ones. I'm talking about the carnal ones. Okay, the ones that would try to destroy us. Pull down the picture. <laughs> Take every thought captive. Okay? Take every thought captive. Release yourself. Release yourself. God says that it's possible to do it. Okay? Even in the midst of this pandemic, you can experience life abundantly. Amen. You can experience while everybody else is singing the blues and complaining, you could be rejoicing in the God of your salvation, even in the midst of this pandemic. Okay, but it's all about your thought process. Here's the exercise. Here's the, here's the exercise. Here's what I want you all to do. Those of you that will, okay, because I want you to know that imagination is a good thing. Write this scripture down, St. Mark 9, 23. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. All right? And it's a gift to see that all things are possible to him that believe. It's a gift to see. Imagination. It's a gift to see. Okay, and so, but before we can operate in that seeing gift, we need to discern corrupt thoughts and vain imaginations. All right, so here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we're going to do it. This week, try writing them down and practice identifying every positive and negative thought, voice, and imagination that enters your mind. That's quite a bit. Somebody said, I'm going to need a book. It's a lot going on here. Think about it. It's a lot going on in your, in, in, in your head. Identify every positive, negative. You have thought. You have voice, you know, you're hearing your things. And then you have your own imagination. All of that is entering your mind. Identify it. 
Now, I know you may not be able to identify all of them, but you know, <clears throat> do a good job this week. The good thoughts you want to keep, the positive thoughts you want to keep, the negative ones, guess what you want to do? You want to take them captive. Okay? How do I take it captive? How do I take them captive? By first identifying them. Secondly, putting the word of God on them. Putting the word on them. Okay? Because that's the first step to winning the war. You have to have the ability to rightly discern the thoughts that try to attack your soul. You have to be able to discern it. You have to be able to see it. Okay? Identify it in order to take it captive. So in closing, and then um, open up if you guys have any questions. In, in, in closing, let's do a quick, let's do a quick review of what we discussed these last two weeks. One of the things we did is when your spirit, with your spirit, you connect to the unseen spirit world, with your body, the natural world, and with your soul, the magnificent world of imagination. Okay? Then don't forget, and don't try to write all this down, because I'm going to go through it. Your soul host your mind, will, emotion, imagination, reasoning, and intellect. That's why scripture says, don't fear the one that can destroy your body. In other words, this flesh. You fear the one that can destroy your body and your soul. The warfare that attacks your mind operates within your soul particularly your thought life and within your imagination. Vain imaginations are those corrupt negative images and possibilities that form within the spirit of your mind when you linger on negative thoughts. Don't forget I told you tonight that imagination produces emotion. Imaginations are pictures within your mind of thoughts, events, or conversations that are only in the unseen world within you the unseen world within you. When you form in the spirit of your mind a picture or an image of something that might happen and act on that image, you give life to it. Okay? You give life to it. Don't forget that when we act on imaginations, we move our life towards that direction. The good news is we can direct our imaginations toward the positive by using our will. We have to have the will to do it. Okay? We have to have the will to do it. We must have the will to do it. So next week, next week we will learn how to stop the whispers in our ear associated with vain thinking and imaginations. We got to stop the whisper. Because see, here's the thing. It's not loud. It's a whisper. <laughs> okay. It's so subtle. It's so it's so it's so it's so soft until it gets to end there. How I many y'all know it's hard to hear somebody if they're yelling at you? Okay. It's hard to hear. Most of the time if somebody's yelling at you, you don't pay them no attention. 
So guess what? It's the whisper. So next week, we're going to learn how to stop the whispers in our ear associated with vain thinking and imagination. All right.